Good afternoon. I'm Moise from Istanbul. It's a cloudy day out today. Rained a bit in the morning. Uh, but so far, so good. The winter is approaching. Um, and today we're talking about the fourth largest city in Turkey. Uh, it is also known as a green city, or we can say Yeshil Bursa, uh, green Bursa. Talking about Bursa today. Uh, it is also one of the most uh, industrialized cities in the country. Um, and yeah, it's called Green Bursa because of the large parks, forests, and uh, gardens in the urban area of the city. Um, and today I have with me Mafuz. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me here. Uh, and I'm a bit excited because I just uh, visited Bursa a few months ago, so I hope it's going to be good. Great. Uh, so when did you visit Bursa actually? Because I visited there, uh, I guess, in uh, in August, at the beginning of yeah. August, I was there. When were you there? S- same for me around that time, towards the end of the August. Ah, so towards um, Great. So I guess you have a lot of things to tell us about Bursa then. Sure, yeah. I mean, uh, Bursa is very rich in history and culture, so of course, you expect a lot of things. You know, it seems like every city that we go to in Turkey, uh, the history is quite rich. And we know, uh, of course, the history of this whole region is very rich. Uh, Yeah, that's true. And especially the cities that we have covered so far and covering, we are selecting the cities that are like old in terms of history. So, of course, there is a lot to discuss. Yes, definitely. Uh, great. Uh, so let's go. By the way, how's uh, uh, so the universities have opened up here in uh, in Turkey, uh, and there is face-to-face uh, education that has started. Uh, and I just thought I should ask you, how's that going for you? Yeah, we started the face-to-face education. Uh, I'm also teaching English at the same university where I'm pursuing my PhD. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are we are using masks. We are taking care of the distance and cleanliness, and the rest is on the God, you know. And right. We hope for the best. Although we hear some cases every now and then, one or two, mm-hmm. but overall, it looks like till now it's going good. Mm-hmm. All right, great. Well, I hope it continues to go well because we want uh, you know the educational institutes to remain open, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, all right, let's go ahead then. Bursa, yeah. So tell us something about Bursa. Uh, tell us the history and whatnot. Yeah, uh, as you know, traditionally, uh, as offbeat observers, we start with the history part of the city. And and excuse we... me, by the way, uh, in the introduction, I, I forgot to say that this is the offbeat observer. You guys, this is the offbeat observer. All right? Yeah, Just I think making people... Making sure you guys know. Yeah, I think people <laughs> know that. <laughs> All right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so we start with the history and then we continue with important events, places to visit and transit and transportation system of the city. Uh, important stuff like culture, food and economy of the city. So we will uh, let you know and we will talk about all these things one by one. But let's start with history. Yeah. Tell us about the history. Yeah, to mention, um, it, it's quite an old city again, like uh, any other old cities in Turkey. 
uh, whose history goes back to 8,500 years. That's quite, quite old. 8,500 years? Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like uh, the settlements in Bursa was one of the first agricultural communities uh, that was formed in the Central European and Balkan regions. So it's related to that. Um, towards the uh, co- collapse of the Hittite state that, was, uh, that ruled Anatolia around 1200 BC, Bursa region was like uh, invaded by communities such as Bitin and Tinin, uh, which entered Anatolia from the Balkans, and they established the kingdom of Bithynia in the region. Um, after that, uh, many, many colonial cities were established in the region. It was between 5th century AD to 3rd century AD. So most of the current uh, parts of Bursa were established in that period. Like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm telling the current names, Iznik, Gemlik, Yenishehir, De, uh, Mudania, Karajabe, Orhaneli, uh, Mustafa Kemal Pasha, Golyazı. These are the current names of the uh, parts of the Bursa city which were established like their roots go back to 3rd to 5th century AD. Now you can understand how old uh, the roots are. And we move on. So um, Bursa uh, historically has been a very important place for Christians too. Why? Because you can find more than 50 churches and monasteries that were established in different parts of today's Uluda region, which are like some of which uh, remained from the 5th century AD, you know. And when you talk of Turks, uh, of course, it's a part of Turkey currently. So Turks, <clears throat> sorry, Turks came to Bursa for the first time in 1080. So Iznik, which is a part of Bursa, was captured by Seljuks between 1087 and 1097. So uh, Iznik became the capital of Anatolian Seljuk state between those years. So now we will talk about the Ottoman, uh, Bursa and the Ottoman period. The Ottoman Principality, which was founded in 1299 in Sot, added Inagol, Bilecik, Yenishehir, and Iznik regions of Bursa to its territory. So it added four uh, regions of Bursa uh, to its territory before uh, the Principality chose Bursa as its capital. Uh, when did they start it? Uh, oh, yeah, right, sure. go ahead. Yeah, tell. I mean, I was just sure, wondering sure. when it became the capital. Yeah, so I, I was just going to say uh, they surrounded and they besieged the city, you know, for around nine years. The inner uh, walls, the city of Bursa. And the siege went on for nine years until they succeeded. Uh, wow. In 1326. Wow. That is yeah. something. That is a very long siege, of course, especially in that period of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine the resources you would need. Yeah, yeah. So, by the by, the way, the siege started was started by Osman Ghazi, 
who died during the siege so it was continued by his son Orhan Ghazi and he succeeded in 1326 and then they made it the capital and um Osman Ghazi's grave uh, was built in the Hisar district uh-huh yeah and the ottomans settled in the fortified walls in that period of time so that was the first beginning of the empire so the coin of the ottoman empire the first coin was printed there in the osman ghazi period uh printed in bursa yeah wow great so after uh, the death of orhan ghazi who was the son of osman ghazi uh in 1362 first murad hudavendigar came to power and he led many reconstruction activities in bursa so during his period a mosque a madrasa a soup kitchen a turkish bath and the shahadat mosque uh, in the hisar were, were built and is that came... the is that the mosque that still stands today hudavendigar yes I think so yeah yeah wow very interesting i i think I you mean, went I, yeah i visited this mosque uh when i went this time it's at a really uh really nice location you can mm. see the city from there it's like on a uh-huh. hilltop sort of wow yeah i, I couldn't go to that place but yeah i've heard it's good yeah it's a, it's a nice place uh by the way yeah okay yeah go ahead so Then came the reign of Yildirim Bayezid from 1389 to 1402. Uh he built a lot of places that are very famous till the day. Um he built like uh the big mosque, the grand mosque which is also called the Ulu Mosque. Mm-hmm. Uh madrasa in Turkish bath and hospital and many other things were were built in that period. So how long did it remain the capital? What happened there was some interesting stuff happened. You know uh, the Timur Timur's army came to Bursa and destroyed the city. And they defeated Yildirim Bayezid in 1402. Right. But after the withdrawal of Timur and uh, there was some power struggle between Bayezid's son uh you know Chelebi Sultan Mehmed was the first uh ruler of uh, bursa after all these uh, quarrels and fights so he was a proper ruler again of uh, bursa and he kind of reestablished the ottoman empire in um 1413 and he he raised all the negative effects of whatever the city had seen uh he also built uh the green complex which was built by Haji Iwas Pasha uh on the permissions and commands of Jalebi Sultan and right. when Murad Sek Murad the 2nd came to power he also continued the reconstruction works and he built the Muradiye complex which still stands till the day and he built the Muradiye the Muradiye the Muradiye complex. complex yeah ah, right So uh but during the time of Murad the 2nd uh Edirne was conquered uh but he still uh continued 
no. So when Edirne was conquered, Sultan Murad moved to Edirne, you know. And after that, we witnessed the conquest of Istanbul in 1453. When Istanbul was conquered, uh, Bursa, you know, uh, couldn't remain the capital because they made Istanbul the capital. But Bursa still remained a very important political and cultural place. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm just sorry to cut you off, but are we sure about this uh, time period for the capital? Because we, I mean, I know, uh, of course, South was the capital and then we have Bursa. And then before uh, Istanbul, we know that Edirne was the capital of the Ottoman Empire for quite some time. That's what I said. Uh, Murad II started, I mean, shifted his throne to Edirne from Bursa. And after ah, that, okay. they finally moved to Istanbul. Do we have the years on this? Like when it, when it took place? Or? I mean, uh, as long as I... Uh, I mean, because read... what I'm looking at here, uh, I just looked it up, by the way, uh, just to kind of see when uh, Adrianople or Edirne was the capital. And it shows uh, from 1369 to 1453. Yeah. So before yeah. that, uh, Bursa was uh, the capital. Capital, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. And Adrianopolis, which is also Edirne, remained the capital until the fall of Istanbul, of course. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. But Bursa became the center of madrasas. After they made the Istanbul uh, a capital, it remained the center of uh, like schools, madrasas, lodges, and scholars, science and Islamic world, trade and art, poets and artists, you know, it was still very rich till the end of the Ottoman Empire. Uh, so yeah, it continues, it, it continued its influence as the spiritual capital after the capital was moved to Edirne and eventually to Istanbul. Uh, currently, Busta, uh, Bursa hosts the tombs of six sultans who founded the Ottoman Empire and prepared it for the empire. So Bursa became the eternal resting place of the princes and their mothers, you know, because they considered Bursa as the land of their grandfather. Yes, right. Now, when you talk of the modern history of Bursa, uh, it was occupied by the Greeks, you know, towards the end of the Ottoman Empire on 8th July 1920 and it remained in the hands of Greeks for around two years uh, until September 11, 1922 when uh, it was liberated from the occupation. Mm. So in in the time of the Ottomans, it was, uh, if you talk about economies, I'm just going to give you a, a glimpse of it. It was the center of agriculture and trade, and uh, it was also the industrial uh, center for Ottomans. So it carried uh, a, like great importance throughout the history uh, after it was taken by uh, the Ottomans. And still, as you said, it is the fourth largest city. Uh, and has around 3 million people living there. It's one of the most important tourism's, uh, tourism centers in, in Turkey. Uh, there, there's a very famous uh, Turkish poet, uh, Ahmet Hamdi Tanper, a lot of people might have heard about him. He says in one of his poems that, mm, 
the change of time in Bursa, where people come and go, where traces of those who leave live in the time tunnel. So he says, like, every one who has lived in Bursa has left something uh, in the city and the traces are still there and can be found. So which is a very profound thing for people who are interested in history and culture and those who are explorers. Yeah, with that... Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, yes, like you said, a lot of history, uh, especially uh, the, the Ottoman Empire, uh, and I mean, as you've mentioned, a lot of tombs are there as well. Um, and yeah, a very interesting place to, to visit culturally and historically. Um, yeah. So yeah, so you went there recently. Tell us about some of the places you visited. Yeah. Or you, mean, uh, some places that you would recommend to others that are um, you know, going there for the first time or whatever. Of course. I mean, first of all, as it's the most of the historical things that are there are still there are the remains and not remains are from uh, the Ottoman era, I want to say, like the Grand Mosque of Bursa. It's it's a very different mosque. Uh, like you won't find a copy in any other place in Turkey. There, there are a lot of famous mosques like the Green Mosque, Emir Sultan Mosque and the Green Tomb. It, it's the whole uh, complex, a beautiful complex, a very green, green place. And there are like some modern uh, places too, like Bursa Ataturk Museum. The Muradia complex was very beautiful. Uh, it hosts a lot of tombs of uh, the kings and their family members beautiful place and there's also a Bursa Cultural Museum we went to the tombs of Orhan Ghazi and Osman Ghazi uh, which is also located uh, on a hilly area so you can um, see the whole city from there and it really felt great because you're standing next to the tombs of people who established an empire which will go which like survived for around six seven centuries something very spectacular that you can only feel there right i i didn't have the chance to visit the moradia complex actually uh we had planned on going there but unfortunately we couldn't but like you the grand mosque that you mentioned the ulujami yeah uh it actually reminded me of uh, one of the mosques we we uh, visited when we went to Edirne uh, because of all the calligraphy inside of the uh, the Grand Mosque. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember the name of it. There's a mosque. I, I'm not sure if you remember, but there was a mosque there in Edirne that had a lot of calligraphy inside on the walls. Yeah, I remember, but uh, which mosque was it? Maybe it was Muradia Mosque. Is it Muradia? Yeah, 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 yeah. It it was Muradia Mosque. Muradia. It's like one of the oldest mosques uh, in Edirne, built in uh, 1435. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's Muradia, yes. 1435, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it reminded me of that because I remember when I went to Edirne, it was, uh, I mean, that was the the, the key difference among other mosques and this mosque that there were large 
was very large calligraphy uh, pieces on the on the different walls. Yeah, yeah, which was quite similar to the Bursa Mosque, the Ulu Mosque. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because it was built in the same region by uh, Sultan Murad, you know. Thank you for that nice information. Yeah. Oh, is it built by the? Is it? Wow. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, it Murad is Murad. Yeah. Right. That <laughs> yeah. actually makes sense. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So you visited some of the mosques. You said the Murad yeah. complex. By the oh, way, what? you talked about the Green Mosque. That's also very nice. Yeshil Jami, right? Yeah, Yeshil Jami. I mean. The, the the best thing that I like about Bursa was it's such a green city. Like mm-hmm. if you uh, move out of the center, like five, 10 kilometers, mm-hmm. you'll find forests, trees and mountains and these, you know, uh, picturesque uh, scenery that's very beautiful, seriously. So uh, apart from the mosque, there are a lot of inns made in that area because Ottomans gave profound importance to business. So they made like some inns, you know, uh, Emirhan Inn or Kozahan Inn. These are very famous there. And uh, of course, there are many tombs. There are many uh, museums and the list goes on. You know, we can't even count all of them here. Right. I mean, not to forget, of course, uh, it's a great skiing resort as well. You know, yeah, the, yeah. Thank you, man. I just, I mean, it almost slipped out of my mind. Yeah, the mountain. Uluda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, most of the tourists, when they come to Turkey for skiing, this is the only name that they know of, you know, Uluda Mountain. Yes. They'll either go to Uluda or I, there is, uh, I guess, uh, they would go to, um, is it... Uh, there is one, there's a really good resort also for skiing, of course, in near Kayseri somewhere. I forgot the name of the mountain. Ergis, you're talking about. Yeah, Ergis is there, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. There, uh, there are quite a few in Turkey, but Uluda, I mean, uh, Uluda is the most famous one. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So Uluda, I've, you've been to Uluda, yes? No, I went there, but I wanted to, but it wasn't winter, so we didn't go there. Maybe next year. Maybe you can visit yeah this winter. Maybe in January. I really I want to. I mean, I visited there in the in the winter. It's quite nice. There's a there's a chairlift, you know, that goes up. Yeah. Uh, to the top of the mountain. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a great great place for for winter sports. Yeah. Cool. Uh, now, what about how how can we go there uh, from Istanbul? Uh, well, it's actually pretty close to Istanbul. So now you can um, you can drive there, of course, if you'd like. It doesn't take long at all. It's just about one and a half hours. Uh, or you can take the bus. Again, it would just take uh, it would take that amount of time, about one and a half hours, depending yeah, so on where you're going from, of course. Um, not very far. Yeah, very close. You can either take the you can take the bus. Or you can also take the the ferry. There are ships that go there as well from the Yenikapa area. Or yeah, yeah, we, we returned using the ferry. Uh, that's why I knew of ferry, but I didn't know about the bus and car. So it took yeah, like one and a half two hours. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure which uh, maybe which area did you come from? Because you can go directly into Mud- Mudanya, right? Mudanya. We we came from Mudanya. Ah, you came from Mudanya. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay, yeah. So you can just take the ferry if you would like, or you can 
yeah mostly i guess ferry is a good way to get there if you you can enjoy the all right, all right. Uh, ride yeah thank you uh what about this city transport and transit system in the city if if we are a tourist and we don't have a car so how can we move around yeah so i mean just like uh, i mean like other cities in turkey uh, there is a good uh, public transport system you can take uh, there are there's a tramway there is uh, there's a metro line and there are also city buses uh, you can just move around with those mostly it would be moving around right so uh, no need to take taxis and stuff i mean will that suffice yeah, i mean yeah these if you're looking to go into uh, a little bit you know the further areas maybe it would be better to just take the taxi but within the city center and around these especially these historical areas there's no need for the taxis oh yeah even you can walk around in that area so it would it would be actually preferable if you're going especially if you want to see all these historical places to get a hotel around that uh, around the the grand mosque area because that's like the old city center right yeah yeah we stayed somewhere near to that and it was quite easy to access um, all the historical places yeah exactly it's pretty easy you can just walk around what about the culture and food that's the main thing for me if i'm right <laughs> food of course there's uh uh bursa has uh, a few different uh, you know food that have uh, a few different dishes that have originated there uh, so one we have it's very popular all around turkey now actually iskender kebab oh so iskender comes from bursa Yes, so Iskender wow. uh, comes from Bursa, right? It originated there. It belongs to that city. Uh, and uh, so what is Iskender actually? It's it's basically doner kebab. Uh, so what is have, doner kebab if if So doner kebab is um, so you would have like a vertical rotisserie mm-hmm. and uh, in there you have some layers of meat stacked together. Mm-hmm. right yeah. and you can it can be meat it can be lamb it can be you know chicken whatever so you have those layer of meat and basically on the rotisserie it gets uh, you know cooked it gets roasted sort of that way uh, that's doner kebab so you would have a uh, pide pide is some uh, bread they have here right so like thick pita bread kind of thing i guess yeah exactly yes yes So we have that on the, as the base of this of Iskender kebab, and on top of that, you put the, the doner kebab, the meat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you pour some sauce on it, uh, and then it's served with the yogurt on the side and some grilled vegetables like tomatoes and pepper. And you forgot the main thing. Oh, uh, there is of course, yeah. I mean, what you you mean? The melted, melted butter. Melted butter, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. probably i forgot it cuz i don't like it but <laughs> wow i can't imagine it's candy without butter <laughs> i'm not a fan of butter so all right uh, all anyway right. so there's this it's very popular uh, definitely if you're going to the city try that uh, supposedly also around istanbul in some places it's pretty good i haven't tried it but i mean yeah I don't know maybe you've tried it somewhere in Istanbul. Yeah, I've, I've tried like there are some chains uh of uh, these shops like uh Iskender, HD Iskender, Berket Doner, uh, all of these guys. I heard that's pretty good. 
Yeah, quite quite economic and quite good. Yeah. What about did you try it when you went there this time? Yeah, of course. How can you not try that? So we went to one of the old shops. There are a lot of uh, shops that make it. So it was quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was about it other dishes? Better dish- than HT Iskander. Of course, man. If you are in Bursa and eating <laughs> Iskander, it's going to be better than anywhere else. I don't know. I don't know. Of course it I, is. I really don't know. So I mean, I've I've only eaten Iskander in Bursa, by the way. I haven't eaten wow. it anywhere. Wow. All right. So yeah, I, I can invite around, you. you know, I want to keep that original taste. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so another uh, another uh, dish is inegol kofte. Inegol kofte. What's that? Uh, uh, so inegol kofte. What are inegol kofte? Well, I'll describe it. But inegol kofte, there it is basically it's a district inside of Bursa, inegol. Yeah. And uh, that's where they originated from. Uh, so it actually has a pretty interesting history. So there was uh, there's this guy Mustafa Efendi. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he came from Bulgaria. So at the time, you know, Bulgaria was under the Ottoman rule. Mm-hmm. So he came from Bulgaria to Bursa to this region, uh, Inegol. Yeah. Uh, and he started making these kofte. Wow. So uh, in, uh, in 1893, he started this. Oh, quite late. He originated. He basically he's the original. Uh, Chef. I want to say yes. The first person, supposedly the first person who made it in in a gold or in Turkey. Mm. Uh, so Mustafa Efendi. By the way, the shop is still there today. It's called Besla Kofte. Oh, dude, this is. They have branches all over Turkey. They might have branches in Turkey, but of course, I'm telling you the one in in a gold, and it's still owned and operated by the same family. And there now it's owned and operated by the fourth generation and. Soon to be fifth generation, I guess. Well, beast of a family. Yeah. So these kofte are—it's just a, like a, like um, like a thin, long meatball, I guess you can call it. And it—the special thing about it is it has no seasoning in it. Wow. You don't put any spices in it or anything like that. You yeah, but I think some salt and some onions are put in there. There is something in it because it's really a different taste. Maybe the choice of meat is also important. Yeah, could be, but I mean, from what I read, there's no seasoning. That's what makes it in a good kofte. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. I also tried that. Yeah, in a good kofte, also you can find, of course, in different places uh, all over Turkey. Uh, there was the Muradiye soup. I didn't try this. I don't know. I mean, I read about it. It has chicken, zucchini, carrot, and noodles mm. in it. I didn't try it when I was there. I really don't know. So chicken and ma- mixed vegetable juice. Yeah, it's soup. Yes. All right. Uh, what else? Maradie. Uh, then there's the Kemal Pasha. Oh. Kemal Pasha tatlus. Yes, exactly. So the Kemal Pasha dessert or the sweet, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, it originates from the district of Mustafa Kemal Pasha in Bursa. Wow. This is the first yeah. time I heard this. You know, I'm just here to, you know, just help you yeah. learn. <laughs> Hail, uh, Mr. Moise. <laughs> so this is Kemal Pasha. What is what is it? It's just these small balls of dough, right? Uh, which includes cheese, egg, and some other ingredients. Of course, flour is in there, right? Um, so these small balls of dough, they are fried. 
and then they're boiled in syrup in sugar sugary syrup mm-hmm. uh, and that's what uh, kemal pasha is uh, you must have tried it i guess yeah yeah uh, and i've tried it as well also you can sort of compare it to if we are looking at uh the subcontinental cuisine the indian pakistani cuisine or the bengali cuisine it is something similar to gulab jamun yeah not very Some, similar but not, somewhat yes somewhat yes i mean at least in the color in the shape yeah okay. yeah the fact it's submerged in uh, sugar syrup <laughs> it's similar <laughs> then lastly there's this milk halwa sooth halwa sir wow Uh, so this is just like you like it's like a baked uh, custard. Oh, I see that. And it okay. can be served hot or cold with ground hazelnuts or whatever other things you like on top of it. All right, all right. So a yeah, good cuisine, I should of, say. Yeah, there are other things as well, but yeah, this is what I what I came up with. All right. What about what about um, anything else uh, like? Uh, that so, you would like to add well i mean uh really quickly we should definitely talk about uh, the economy because it's one of the most industrialized cities of uh, turkey indeed uh it is uh, i mean in terms of economy it's very much developed uh there are really big uh factories there right so there are a lot of uh, organizations companies around the world that have uh, factories there such as renault renault's plants uh plant is there for the renault the car maker mm-hmm. uh there's tofash also tofash is also a company that makes uh, automobile uh, parts yeah uh there are other comp- i mean uh, the dairy uh dairy products that are you know supplied within turkey such as sutash has you know a big mm. uh factory sutash i mean just uh, so that our listeners know sutash is one of the biggest dairy uh, product brands in turkey yes exactly uh so yeah there's a lot of industry actually there there's uh, so there was renault there's tofash with tofash is actually fiat by the way in mm. turkey uh and there are uh, other industries textile industry is quite big there uh then there are other machineries are made lots of different types of machineries are made there uh, i mean we know it to be a very very industrialized city and there's a lot of industrial zones there i believe 18 industrial zones are, wow are in bursa yeah wow and and so last it, but not the least i just want to add like the new uh, the first uh turkish uh, car brand established there in gemlik and the factory is being built t t o g g tog ah so that is also in bursa is it yeah yeah ah very very interesting cool a very ambitious project you know the first car of turkey we'll see how yes the, how that ambitious project about. indeed by the way okay. other company like bosch is also there bosch is also in in bursa lots of big companies are there actually lots, so lots there's a lot of uh, job opportunity like job mm-hmm. opportunities so yeah so yeah a, a, a lot of tourism is there a lot of job opportunities are there and it's quite quite uh, rich uh, natural city too i should say you know so it makes bursa one of the favorite places to live i guess yeah i think so i mean it's it's a very calm place um 
I think after like Ist- Istanbul, of course, uh, I mean, we, I, we've lived here for quite some time, but maybe that's why we prefer it still. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe because of the economic opportunities in Istanbul, but um, outside of Istanbul and Izmir, I think I would I would go with Bursa. Like I also Bursa like Bursa. Seems, yeah, very exactly. Much. It seems to be some place you can have a calm and productive life, like a good life, you know. Yeah, and you know, uh, an interesting stuff. It has always uh, preserved its calmness and serenity. How uh, do we know this? In the Ottoman times, people were used, uh, people, I mean, sultans used to exile people to Bursa so that they, uh, you know, um, improve their faults and they become good people. <laughs> That's an interesting stuff. So they would put them in exile in Bursa? Yeah. And they would put some people who are against the government or against the culture for training mm. purposes in Bursa to live with the people of Bursa. Interesting, interesting. Maybe we can send you there so you can learn the culture. <laughs> I, I would, I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think if if it if there were like uh, like if you had a good like working opportunity. Uh, yeah, I would. Bursa is I would great, live I there. It is. Yeah. I would live there. It doesn't yeah. seem very hectic, um, and like you, I mean, like we, like you said as well, that it's really green. So. I think it would be much better than I mean anything is much better than Istanbul I guess. <laughs> in terms uh, of uh, in in terms of What do you uh, mean? That's quite controversial. I mean in terms of uh, you know being calm. The, the Yeah, of course. Istanbul I mean, is a hectic city. Any other city uh, apart from Istanbul is calmer, of course. Yeah, but of course it has to do with Istanbul. a lot of people that live in Istanbul and the industries and everything, you know, biggest city in yeah. Turkey. It is a great city, yes. Anyways, so yeah, uh, Bursa definitely visited if you are in, uh, if you're in Turkey, if you're even here for a week or so, you can just take a one, like a day trip, like you can go in yeah. the morning to, to Bursa and come back in the evening if you'd like. It's very close. Uh, definitely give it a visit. It's worth it. Uh, I must say, if you if you uh, are visiting Istanbul, just add one more day for Bursa, I guess. Yeah, it's close. So you can you can add a, add a day for that, and you would be able to see another city, a different side of uh, Turkey, I guess you could say. I mean, at least different from Istanbul. Of course, of course. Yeah. So right. with that, we conclude this episode of Bursa. And we thank Mr. Moise for all uh, valuable information regarding the city. Yes, uh, I guess we'll be doing uh, Istanbul next, uh, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how uh, we'll do that. Uh, we might just break Istanbul episode into two. We'll see because uh, we have a lot to cover. Istanbul so. <laughs> is huge. I mean, yeah, there's so much to cover, so much to talk yeah. about, and so much, and, and, so many experiences. Yes, I mean, we've been living in the city for six, seven years. We can't. I can assure you that if we can only uh, tell our like great experiences in the city, it would take like 10 episodes. But we'll try to shorten it. I'm not joking. We'll yeah, yeah of course. It. I mean, there are so many different uh, experiences over the years. Uh, it's been, uh, I mean, anyways, we, uh, we will discuss it, I guess, in the next episode. But there were some ideas that came to my mind and, uh, of course, of expanding some of, uh, some of the 
the things that we're talking about. But yeah, let's uh, let's leave that to the next episode. Yeah. So we say goodbye to our listeners, and we will see you again. So goodbye. Stay safe. Stay healthy from the Offbeat Observer.